that's a sort of freedom, like an intrinsic knowledge, like you are part ocean, ocean is part you. You have salt water in your body. You are part of this. Oceans, life underwater. A new podcast all about the oceans and the mind-blowing life within them. Subscribe now to Oceans, Life Underwater on your favorite podcast app. This episode is sponsored by Hinge, the app designed to be deleted. Laura, can I ask you a question? Always. Please tell me why guys should date me. And just so you know, I'm going to record your answer because I can use this on Hinge because they've got this thing. It's like a voice prompt where you can ask your friends for their take on why people should date you, which I just think is great. Okay, people should date you because, oh, you are just the most beautiful soul. You're like a rainbow in human form. You're just so pure and sweet and you find the good in everyone. Anyone would be so lucky to have you i promise you it wasn't for the ego trip okay and it's just it's so much easier as well when you're dating it's so difficult to pull out like the nice things about you it's like writing a job profile isn't it getting the friends involved it's great for a confidence boost but then also to see what other people say about you thanks again to hinge for sponsoring this episode of go love yourself and don't forget to download hinge and give the voice prompts a try this is a crowd podcast Thank you to today's Patreon sponsor, Jenna. We are so grateful to you. Thank you so much for your support. And just a quick reminder to all of our lovely patrons who are coming to the live show this Friday that you'll have access to an exclusive Twit Twoo post-show Q&A forward slash after party with me and Lauren. Cannot wait to see you there. I can't wait. I'm just going to hug everyone. So if you'd like to come to that, make sure you join our Patreon before this Friday. Membership starts from £1 a week and you'll also get access to ad-free and early episodes. Or you can also support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and the link to all of those will be in the episode description. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. <clears throat> no, okay, hold on. Okay. I don't squirt, I gush. <laughs> Of all the things to take away from that show, I was not expecting that. Laura, our live show is literally this Friday. How are you feeling? Terrified. In the worst. No, I'm. I am really, really genuinely excited, but I am. Mm. I am really worried because I just. I know that, like you know, people are traveling. It's time. It's money. It's effort, isn't it, to come out yeah. and and see us? And I just. I really hope. No, what if they think we're horrible people? This is what I'm going. Like my <laughs> friends are like, what if, what, if we're, what if we're terrible and everyone hates us? I'm more worried we're going to bore them to death. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to walk out. <laughs> Please don't Isn't do that. that so funny. Comment. So if you're listening to this before coming to the live show, we are both genuine. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. You've got no idea how it's like. We are both so excited to meet people, to have the night in. But we're really nervous because I think we want to do everyone justice. Like, yes. I think we all know how much this podcast and our community mean to both me and Laura. And we just want to do it justice. And also, I still haven't decided what I'm wearing. And that's stressing <laughs> me out. <laughs> me neither. Lauren has been voice noting me nonstop being like, Sorry, do you know what you're wearing yet? What are you wearing? Because I've seen this and I might wear this. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Literally, and like, and like the dress I want is similar to a dress that Laura wants and it's like, we're going to look like sisters and it's going to be a bit weird. And like, I'm like, Laura, give me all your free dresses, please. So anyway, it's LOL all in the background, but it is going to be a 
great night. We hope you're all going to love it. I think everyone's going to love it. There's no way that people aren't going to love what we've got planned. Yeah, I agree. And for anyone who doesn't know what we're what on earth we're talking about, we're actually doing <laughs> a live show in Bush Hall in London this Friday at 7.30pm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we've got a couple of special guests for you too. Basically, it's going to be like, imagine like your dream girls night in. And I say that not like dream girls, the musical, although... We're your dream girls, That would also boy. be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just going to be a really wonderful safe space full of like-minded people. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there are a handful of tickets left. So if you do want to come and join us, don't hang about. We'll put the link to those in the episode description and in our Instagram bio as well. And we can't wait to see lots of you there. So Lauren and I are absolutely buzzing for today's episode because we are absolutely obsessed with our guest. She's helped so many people, including myself, gain confidence, especially when it comes to plus size fashion. I think for me, she was actually the first person that I followed in my kind of body confidence journey that I really looked to for inspiration for the body confidence and for the fashion. So I'm a bit starstruck. I welcome Jess on the plus size. (laughs) Thank you very much for having us. What a lovely thing to see at the start as well. I won't be able to fit out of this room because my head will be like this. (laughs) (laughs) You also cost me a lot of money. I I, I can't take responsibility for that. (laughs) I don't think I've ever got as many compliments as I've got than one. I wore your pink dress oh, to my birthday yes, last you look year. In the pink pleated dress, yeah, the pink you look pleated beautiful. dress, which is a revelation. My, yeah. oh my god, I, that's one I will happily say. I looked fucking fantastic, and well done to you. On thank you yeah. for that and dress. You, like your tits looked amazing in <laughs> it as well. Tits looked insane. Like, didn't oh they? I don't my know what god, they were yeah, doing. Yeah. So from from breasts to penises, <laughs> we have a segment on uh, Go Love Yourself called the Bag of Dicks, and essentially it is anything that pisses us off or just is just rubbish times we say can go into the bag of dicks and don't worry everybody i do have it with me again oh, it's in a physical to- bag as well <laughs> so whatever you want to put in i'm ready we're ready i've been and thinking about because i mean there's loads of stuff that i would like to put into the bag of dicks but the one thing that is really on my mind right now is shit seats so wrinkly like I just I hate it it's like if you're going into somewhere it's almost like you want to assess seats before you go certain places if you're going to where you've never been before if they've got arms on the side like you have to like wedge in theatre mm. seats as well they're a fucking yeah. nightmare like going yeah. to, I went to go and see RuPaul's Drag Race at the Sunderland Theatre oh, and when amazing. I went in and sat down like I was just like oh my god I live here now because I'm stuck I can't get back out <laughs> and I couldn't even enjoy the show because all I could think was about like how am I going to get out like do you think the fire brigade will just come and put us out of the chair like horrific I just I hate like just why why do chairs need to have arms that should just be open and free and I agree I hate them this is not cute but I will say that we've got our community group on Facebook and we get so many posts on there about people saying you know I went to dinner I went to a club I went on holiday I was in the theatre and the seat didn't fit and they asked for either another seat or to be moved yeah because why why sit there uncomfortable like European customer where you're going massively I think it's something that like there's a quite a lot of embarrassment and shame around like I've personally always felt that I think that it's great that people are advocating for themselves to pick up the phone or go can I have another seat or whatever and I think that's brilliant because we shouldn't be uncomfortable and the world isn't always designed for fat people it's funny enough I was actually watching this morning the other day and Holly and Phil were in these kind of aeroplane seats whatever that they'd actually kind of mocked up and I actually took a picture of it because they were both touching the edges yeah and they're very slim people and if they just fit 
what fucking hope have we all got? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, I think for yeah. so long I always thought it was my fault and like my problem. But actually, when you look at the world and especially aeroplane seats, yeah. they're just not designed for anyone with a bum yeah, or hips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a belly like or a fupa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, barstools to style. I want to ask you, have you always been into fashion or is this something that's kind of come in later life? Like, tell me how you kind of got into what you're doing now. Um, so I've always liked fashion, but there was just never anything nice for like, you know, the, the prime time of your life when you're like a teenager and like, this is the time to express yourself and like be cool and be out with your friends. And like, where do you shop? Like not many places because not many places sell your sizes and then the stuff that they've got oh shit <laughs> so I've always liked it enjoyed what other people are wearing I mean to be fair as well though early 2000s fashion is like a little bit questionable um, but yeah I think just as soon as the opportunity kind of came like when ASOS when I first discovered ASOS and you're like oh my god it's a whole new world like all of these new things like oh my god colours like beautiful yeah. like actual nice things like things that aren't covered in butterfly prints and the cold shoulders you know all the typical like fat yeah. clothes <laughs> like tenty <laughs> spocky like just it was so nice to like actually find things and I feel like that's what helped because it was like oh I've got such a good like opportunity to like try things and I just I want to try all the things now and putting things together and yeah it's it, it we came from just the started to exist nice clothes started to exist and it's like oh my god this is like a whole new chapter of my life where I'm like I can actually try things now that's where it sort of came from same actually for me as well ASOS Curve was like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) whoa and they go up to what size (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I feel like I've always had like a decent eye for things like when it wasn't like fashion wasn't there I've always like tried to like make up styles or trying different hairstyles and that sort of thing I think always like being like the fat one of the group I always felt like I had to make more of an effort for like presenting yourself so it's like your makeup Mm. needs to be good I mean fat and spotty as well like really really spotty so like make your makeup flawless make your personality shine because like nothing else is going on for you like that's the way that I used to think so yeah it was using all those things to kind of present myself better and just Mm kind of have a little bit of an eye for it I think so is it fair to say that you haven't always been body confident no definitely not no yeah like um just the whole, like, I think it's the way that you brought up as well. Like, my mum's a bigger lady and just always, like, kind of told to cover up, like, just because that's the way that you've been made to feel and, or, like, being the fat one of the group, like, feeling different. That whole experience of, like, shopping when you're younger with your friends and going into Jane Norman and not being able to buy anything. But, like, can I have a purse? <laughs> just because I want the Jane Norman bag. I want the yeah. Jane Norman carrier bag. That's all I want. I need one for my PE kit. I'm desperate. You were born anywhere between probably what like 85 and 95 yeah like you went into jay norman whether you could or couldn't fit into the clothes and you got the bee bag yeah yeah that's that's all i wanted but i was devastated like had me pocket money like right the only thing that i can buy though like it was like either socks or like a purse or whatever got it and then like that wasn't good enough to get the big bag it was just like one of the little carrier bags i'm like thank you and then go and then that was it so then what i used to do is my friends when they were finished with their pee bag and they got a fresh jay norman carrier 
carrier bag, I would get the cast off that was already pure wrinkly and faded and shit. Oh, and no. I'm like, oh, but like, oh, it's a chain. No, like, it's a, it's a fucking carrier bag. Yeah. Why are you bothered? Like, we were so obsessed with them, though, weren't we? It was uh-huh. like you weren't anyone or anything unless you had a J Norma PE bag. So just, yeah, like, it always felt like a bit of an outsider because, like, felt different, like, didn't fit in with what everybody else is kind of doing looks wise. I think it all sort of started to change when I found like the sort of Instagram community like that made a big difference for me and the biggest thing was going to the Curve Fashion Festival which literally life changing for me because that's where it all kind of started for me so I went because I won tickets on a competition and went down with my friend like was dead last minute we were just there and back in a day and it was just so like literally again another whole new world (laughs) (laughs) magical like I've never seen anything like it because I think that's one of the things is you don't ever feel like you have a place in the world when you don't see yourself being represented like you know like if you see fat people on the telly they're always like the joke character or something they're never like the person who's going to get the man at the end and all that stuff like so you always feel like you're not really important but to see this space where everyone's celebrated it kind of changes your mindset and makes you think like actually like so is it okay to just be as I am and not have to constantly try and lose weight and fit in because that's all I ever did I was like I'm a complete like past yo-yo dieter like trying to aspire to be thin and then it was that that changed everything for us because it's just like because other people are telling us like no no like it's okay like you don't you don't have to change like that might just be you like don't be miserable your whole life trying to aspire to be something else just just be yourself mm. it it does make a difference you know when people say like how do you feel more positive like unfollow the toxic shit on like instagram and stuff don't follow people that make you feel bad about yourself you just all you want to take you want to soak in all the goodness like be a little sponge and soak in all of that goodness and it really does start to resonate like changing from the negative sort of speech to like the positive sort of speech like that is the best way to do it I couldn't agree more. And like, I think a, a huge fundamental change in my journey. We've got to get a better word, babe. <laughs> social media. We all spend a bunch of time on social media. I literally love it. We're not following anyone that would ever say anything gross or anything like that. So we're only following and we're in that little bubble. And then sometimes something comes along and it bursts the bubble and it's it's awful and it's sickening. But in that bubble, you can grow and you can become more confident. And 1000%, I just, yeah, I've sort of realised that's probably the biggest advice I could also give to anyone else is just absolutely surround yourself with it get in that little bubble and just don't care yeah (laughs) and I'm glad you said that about like social media and the community being a a positive place because it like I think social media gets a bad reputation a lot of the time but like definitely it's helped me someone actually asked me the other day if you had the chance to like have your childhood like now in like the digital age or to have it like before what would you choose? And I think she told me that I was like the only person that said that I would have it now because online shopping, like mostly would a dream. You? And also, yeah. And also like like you said about representation, I never saw anybody that looked like me like dress well or kind of have any confidence so I just felt like a complete fat freak who didn't even deserve nice clothes I couldn't afford them even if they Mm -hmm. were available to be fair but I just couldn't find what I wanted I felt like I had an eye for style I knew I wanted to wear but I just couldn't have it and it really impacted me so I think I think I would choose to to grow up now even though like it can sometimes be toxic and you do have to be a bit careful and protect yourself like I think there are there are still a lot of benefits yeah, a lot of pros I mean I, I, I don't know if I would <laughs> really just because like I just teenagers 
oh and social media because once it's out there it's out there forever I just know from like some of my friends who've got teenagers like experiences that they've had where it's like once it's out there it's out there and I just like the bullying that comes with it like I think that's scary I, I, I love when I was born like I just feel like we were born like I'm, I'm 88 I was born you you know the simpler time yeah. but you don't know it's so simple where you're like I don't know what I'm doing I mean I say that I really struggle to set up this microphone for this podcast <laughs> I feel like it's just best of both worlds. I just I really love the time that I was born. I so agree. I literally I'm 88 as well. I think like the people maybe a couple of years around us, we've got it because we didn't get Facebook until what, yeah. we were like 17. Bebo maybe 16. MySpace that was yes. MySpace yeah. So like that's when we were maybe like start. I don't know. I don't know about you lot, but pre 15, mm-hmm. I was not cute, <laughs> and those photos don't exist online. So like, uh, do you know what I mean? So those teenagers now, in 10 years time, they've got all their like teenage icky pictures that are going to be online that their mums yeah, have posted yeah. and all that kind of, oh, yeah. <laughs> mine don't exist mine are literally in a box somewhere so I'm very, we've got the best of both worlds but I do take your point Nora of like growing up how different would and this goes to body privilege because I grew up similar so I don't you know the experiences that you two are talking about are so different to mine but how would you have both been if you'd grown up in a world where all the good bits you could have the good bits of the representation the fashion the people you know starting to be a little bit more less dickheady about bodies and stuff like that I think give it a few more years and like hopefully it's filtering down more so and I think then I would maybe agree and say like oh yes that would be better for teenagers I just like worry that there's still quite toxic sort of space around for them and like the expectations you know the whole love island like aesthetic and that sort of thing like mm. I worry about that but it is just known as well though like in a few years time if the if the sort of body positivity and like not bullying and not being nasty like being kind and all of that stuff if that filters through more then that would be so much nicer because having what like having this space and if I could have this back then I know that I would have been different but then it's like I'm I'm okay with how I am now as well. Like that that trauma shaped us as who mm. I've become, and it's nice to be able to help people. It's because like and I'll get messages from people who are a lot older as well, who are like, oh, like you've really helped us see myself differently. Like I'm 55, and I never thought that I would wear a dress, and now I'm wearing a dress. Like I usually wear like leggings and a baggy t-shirt, but I'm wearing a dress, and I feel amazing. I'm just like good like it, it doesn't matter what, what point you start just start because like you're going to be so much happier for it like it just when you give less of a shit it just like everything just it all clicks and just life is so much happier and you'll never go back like I mean you'll have you can have your wobbles but like you'll you'll never go back to it because like just that feeling it's so like liberating to not constantly thinking like the biggest thing about like getting myself ready is like right well the starting point is I am fat how do I dress what do I do how do I make the fatness not look fat like what are you fat like there's no change in that <laughs> unless you did lose it like that, that's that like but you, you like everyone can see that you're like so you might as well just wear the things that make you happy and make you feel good couldn't agree more and it's revolutionary when you start doing it as well and also a big thing that I've learned in the last I would say six months is also really genuinely wearing what you want to and not even what other people in bigger bodies are wearing. So I was doing like the floral midi dress thing loads last summer and then all of a sudden one day I put on a mini dress and I was like, yeah. hot diggity damn, yeah. this feels fabulous. And so now I just, that's what I'm, you know what I mean? So just really do and truly 
And like you said, just start. Just start mm. wearing whatever the fuck you want. Life's too short. If you want to wear like a lime green crop top and shorts, do it. You're fucking going to rock it because yeah. you're going to feel comfortable yeah, in it. Yeah, exactly. So do it. And it's like, because like you say as well, you don't need to go to the extremes of like wearing like crop tops and like really short. You don't need to do that to, to feel good about yourself and be body positive and like a, a love your own body. You don't need to flash no. everything. It's just being comfortable and be happy in your choices. So like it could be that like the, the amount of people who are covering up in the summer because they cannot have their arms out, like the, that's still like a huge thing. And you think like, especially the heat wave that we had last year, like oh, you're, you're actually physically I uncomfortable. Know. Like just slip your cardigan off, get your arms out and you'll, because this is the thing, once you do, it and you realize that like you didn't die then it's like oh well, actually that's uh, so i didn't die <laughs> the world didn't so, <laughs> is i can do it again because i didn't die like that's it's just like those little steps or like going from being covered up in like leggings and baggy tops like all oh, right well i'm gonna wear a bit more of a like a fitted dress it's gonna nip us in or i'm gonna wear a slightly shorter sleeve or whatever it is you don't need to go to the extremes just the, those little things that you fancy try and give them a try yeah, definitely what advice would you see people about how like how to stop caring so much it's a hard one because i like I, I can't even pinpoint the the moment when i stopped caring and i think like to a degree you you will never fully stop caring like i am a people pleaser like i don't ever want to upset anybody but like clothing wise doing those little steps of like just introducing so like it's even say for a crop top or something or tuck tucking in take it back even simpler if you're just tucking your top in because that's a big one for people it is mm. i did that for the first time last I've, year i've never done it why not as a bigger babe i've not done it and i don't even i'm not there yet like i will get there because i think that's a badass move but I, yeah, still even me. I'm like, yeah, get your legs out, get your tits out. I'm like, no, super cannot possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but I just honestly, I think it looks so good. Like, I it just, looks I, fucking awesome. I, I can't like, I, but like, I'm not even just so good. Like, I think it looks so much better. Like, say if you've got like a t-shirt and you're pulling it over, I'm just like, you, like that's not the good shape. Like, just mm. I think it like it looks even better when you are tucked in. But it, that, that little like taking those baby steps of like just that whole like realizing like once you've done it nothing bad happens so like if you're doing tucking in you took something in but then you put like a cardigan or a blazer or something over the top so actually as much as you tucked in there's only like this little slither at the front that's on show mm. you're completely covered over and like you're feeling comfortable then next time you might not wear the jacket or you might wear the jacket several times like whatever it is but you'll do that and you know what you'll probably then get complimented like oh you look really good like I've never seen yeah. you in this before mm. and it's that like getting that lovely feedback from people where they're just like because like, they're seeing you in things and seeing that you're like brighter because y you feel better in the clothes like you feel like oh like you know when you feel a bit special when you put something on like mm. and you feel good in an outfit like it radiates in you like and you can you, like you glow like it, it is like an actual thing like I, I do believe that like like if you're a good person if you're a bad person I think that shows in like how you look to the world like yeah. that internal feeling yeah, so I, I think totally like it does make a difference and it, it's those things it's those little steps of like reassurance as well from other people I think that makes a difference so or whether it be your partner, your friends, your family, or whatever, when they're like, "Oh, you look nice," like I know, it's, and it's not always possible because sometimes people can be like negative and aren't always in a situation where they've got like positive support of people around them. But then I would go back to looking at why are those people in your life then like 
could you find a better like you know like if you've got like that one friend who's always been a bit of a bitch <laughs> and you're like why am I making time for that bitch like when I've got like my other friend who's lovely like I'm just gonna phase I'm gonna phase bitchy Sarah out and I'm gonna bring lovely Sarah in do you know what I mean like you can <laughs> fill yourself and surround yourself with positivity and I think that is the, that's the key like and it, it sounds like cheesy and it sounds easier said than done as well but that is I think the way to do it I think we should all just be a bit more jest don't you Lauren Hell, oh, fucking yeah! I fucking love you. I know. I knew it was a good idea to get you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm rambling me fucking no. tits off. They're going to have to edit so much of this. No, I'm loving it. I was literally, as you were talking, just thinking, she's so great. <laughs> she's so great. And I didn't realise you were an 88 baby as well. So we are the same age, and I just want to go out and get heavily drunk with you yeah. so much. Tequila rose shots. Oh, the bit yes. tequila rose. Right, hold on. Is anyone else getting drunk off tequila rose? Because we're now doing. We've moved from Jaeger bombs. We're now on yeah. tequila rose, right? Or rose. Do they get you drunk? Because I just feel like they're the corkies. Do you remember the corky Ooh, shots? Oh, yes. I, yeah. They don't, do they exist still? I don't know, but I feel like tequila rose is just like yeah, the corky yeah, shots. Is. And like, I don't feel like they do anything. It's just like, it's just that whole like, shots, like. Classic. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's amp it up. We're getting some shots. <laughs> did anyone else do like flaming Sambuca and stuff? Yeah. And black Sambuca. Black and there was Millie's dad asked for like, black Sambuca for Christmas, like last year. He's like 60. I'm like, why do you want black Sambuca? Oh, nice. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Ian. <laughs> Ian with your black sambuca. <laughs> you doing some shots like, I just want to try it. He's, he's a cockney. That was my cockney. <laughs> I'm sure your cockney is better than my Geordie, so we'll let you off. Right, look, right, hold on. Because this is it. As soon as, as soon as Jess joined the call, I was like, I'm obsessed with your accent. I love, I could do, me and my friends say we do accents all the time to each other. We barely speak in our actual accent. And we've been doing Geordie a lot recently. And I was like, I know that I'm going to be that person who just slips into a Geordie accent accidentally, not meaning any offence but I'll just do it and it's happened almost a few times but Laura before I go for mine please do yours no it's the floor is all yours go for it okay are we ready so there's always a phrase that gets you into an accent right and I've discovered my one for Geordie which is really difficult is it a hard accent for us southerners to do is a quote from Geordie Shaw I'm really sorry. I was heavily into Julie Shaw back in the day. So she goes, <clears throat> no, okay, hold on. Okay. She goes, I don't squirt, I gush. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things to take away from that show. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like one of the main taglines like on it like a car no. bonnet <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no the other one who says that is like Romeo and Juliet if Ju- if Romeo was a twat <laughs> that sounded a bit Welsh it did a bit yeah, it did yeah. a little bit I'm, looking, I'm nervous and I'm shy <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I just let you I just need you to know that in the last week that quote has been in my head constantly because I'm re-watching Jordy Shaw and it's awful <laughs> oh god <laughs> I feel like that probably didn't age well Jordy Shaw did no. it no. absolutely has not but it's absolutely awesome if you watched it back in the day oh it yeah. was oh, I went back. to my mum's house when it was coming on it was a big thing like oh mum I'll come really? round we'll watch it like yeah Geordie Shaw way I man way way I man that's <laughs> what I was going to say was way I man that was a big okay, thing so and then we'll watch it we're just like we don't all behave like that like this is not a representation of Geordie's <laughs> <laughs> so we had Towie down here and I know that like yeah. um, at uni we were at uni at the time and uh, loaded people from Essex and they were like it's not like that and I'm like but it is though isn't it <laughs> <laughs> 
Skincare can be such a good form of self-care, but it can get complicated really quickly. So a big thank you to Skin and Me for supporting this episode and giving us a great discount code so you can get your first month for just £3.50 if you use the code LOVE. Yeah, you all know how much I love Skin and Me. They just make skincare so much easier. Rather than having like 10 products to put on your face in a particular order, it's just all done in one. All you have to do is take a quick online consultation, share some selfies, and then you get a bespoke monthly skincare treatment that's full of powerful active ingredients. So I actually forgot to take my daily dose on holiday with me and I cannot tell you how much of a difference I noticed. It was like the pigmentation, like kind of like bobbly bits on my cheeks and stuff were already kind of starting to like reshow. Since I've been back on holiday, I've been using it religiously. I've noticed a big difference in my skin genuinely genuinely think this product is brilliant so if you'd like to try skin and me we've got a really good deal for you you can actually get your first month for just a £3.50 pharmacy fee by using code love at the checkout that's l-o-v-e to get your first month for £3.50 instead of the usual £24.99 I'm pretty sure that probably every girl in the UK has probably got a piece of clothing from one of your collections because like some of the stuff is just like really fantastic and it's really good to see the models on there are a range of different sizes that doesn't feel token yeah how does it get started and um, you know what's that process like it all so it was 2020 when times were very grim and (laughs) i think it was i'm sure it was october it was a saturday night and i had an email from adam the ceo adam frisbee and i was just like Millie, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's your husband, isn't he? If anyone yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like Millie. Like, I've gotten this email. Like, I don't, I don't believe that it's really. He's just like, well, I haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I text my friend, <laughs> who's more helpful in the scenario. I was just like, do you think that this is real? Because it was just Adam reaching out about possibly doing like a collaboration. I was just like, like I couldn't believe. Like, is this a mistake? At the time, I only had like seventy thousand followers, which is like I know it's a lot of followers, but like the collection that the two is with like famous people like Stacey Solomon and Jack Chasser and Alison Hammond like you know actual famous TV people and I, I just couldn't get over it but then we spoke more about it and I was just like oh no like it is genuinely real and then like went down for a meeting with them and I'm so heavily involved in the design side of it which like I love because that was like I've, I had done like an edit a couple of years ago with a different brand where it was like I chose the pieces that kind of went together and like that was amazing like I loved that at the time that was an amazing opportunity but this was like totally different where you're actually involved in the design process and it's just it's so good because I've met quite a lot of like the staff and the design teams and stuff as well none of them are really plus size and I just think this is where brands fall down because they don't have the actual like the actual experience of the customer and what they want like and I think this is why it's been such a good fit for us because then I'm like listening to what other people are telling me like I'll ask me following like what what is it that you just want to say coming up and stuff or when we've done collections I'm like right what did you like like I, I want your feedback like what could be better what do you want to see more of and all mm. that sort of stuff it's like we've got this huge soundboard of telling you exactly what the customer wants and it's so like lovely to be able to work with them and the people who I work with are the best as well. Like everybody within in the sale team are just so lovely. And because like my first collection, I think I was a little bit like, I don't know like how much I can like input or like how much I'm allowed to get involved. But like they were really like, no, like, so here's all the like fabrics. Like what, what prints do you like? I'm like, well, so the sleeve length for that, I would bring that down a bit more. They're like, yeah, yeah, two centimetres extended on the sleeve there. And, like, and it's all like, it, it's this much detail and it all goes through like my 
advice as well because obviously they're the des- I didn't go to like fashion school or like uni or anything like that so it's just visually what do I think is better or like what should we change like let's lose that side zip because I don't I don't side zips under address here the no now never ever put them in them because I'm like I, I don't want to nip me fat I don't want to <laughs> but it's like all these little things that they t- they take on board and like we work together and like they're, they're so good and just yeah we we'll, we'll work really closely to come up with these collections and I just it's it's the best best thing I've ever done in my life and I'll never ever not be grateful for it because it's just, like to to hear back from people that like I'm like I'm so grateful that you're making these collections and mm. to know that it makes a difference but also just to be able to be so creative like I never in a million years thought I'd be able to do anything like that it's just it's the best thing that's ever ever happened to us and I just I, I love it so much Aww. can you give us like a sneak what am I going to be wearing this summer yeah I was going to ask tell me what well. I'm wearing yeah um, come on tell us what future <laughs> trends are coming Jess yeah. well so uh, swimwear is like we did swimwear last year and it went down so well but I felt like because there was a delay with it we were supposed to get it in the May time which would have been perfect because then I was going to take it all away with me when we went to Mexico but it was mm. delayed didn't come out all July oh, so no. I just feel like that was almost like the running start and like it's an amazing one but like this next swim one oh my god like <gasps> no oh, get your holidays it. booked because you're gonna oh, look mate, go I'm, right on the beach. <laughs> I'm excited for this because it's really hard I think to buy like decent plus size swimwear I used to always buy my swimwear from M&S and I've still got a couple of costumes but they stop at 24 and I always think you need to kind of size up in swimwear because they're always like yeah. that clingy material anyway yeah and I, I did get a couple of decent bits from ASOS Curve, mm-hmm. but I honestly, I can't tell you how excited I am to see your swimwear collection because I yeah. feel like it is a really, it's really hard to find decent swimwear when you're fat. It but is. doesn't also show a fupa. Everyone wants you, it all, it's all like bikini bottoms up to your armpits and that show everything. Yeah. I feel like, I'm trusting you that you're going to give me some stuff that's going to fit my boobs and my fupa. No pressure, yeah, Jess. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, <laughs> I, I already know. Yes, it, it's all fit. <laughs> she Lovely. Because I'm the same, like, when we were in the fit meeting for even, like, the first one and, like, the fit models trying them on, I'm just like, see where that's cutting around the arse. You need a little bit more over there. Just a little bit more, like, because this is what I want, want the full coverage like I don't want a cheek hanging out and like some people mm. will like and that's absolutely fine but for me I just know that I want full coverage I just want yeah. nice full bum coverage I don't want to be like eating my bikini up my arse <laughs> <laughs> everyone see what you have for breakfast yeah, yeah no I agree yeah. I agree yeah and like you said each their own some people want to wear like an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that yeah. was really hard to say I'm very proud of myself <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah but not everyone does so I think it's yeah it's about catering for for everyone isn't it yeah I'm excited for that I'm really I'm excited, excited like I'm really really excited for the swim one I mean there's other stuff as well coming like we've got occasion wear stuff coming as well and like just some other like we're trying to be a little bit different in the summer for one of the collections but yeah it's just it's all very very exciting it's yeah. just so important like we, me and Laura talk all the time about there are a lot of plus size brands that don't have any people in bigger bodies in any of the teams yeah and I feel represented with your clothes Jess I thank you yeah oh god because it it makes a huge difference like there's so many like especially on ASOS at the minute as well like so many lovely dresses but they've just got like bits cut out in places I'm just like why did you do that why why why? (laughs) it's this 90s fashion that's back in I don't like it I didn't like it then and I don't like it now I don't want to have bits out of my dress I just 
I just yeah. want I just want the dress. Like otherwise, I, then I'd, I'd buy like a crop top or something. Like I just, yeah. you you've spoiled that beautiful dress. Like just give us the full bit of fabric. Like there's just <laughs> those little things that I think like just, if you had somebody who was plus size in that design meeting, they would have said like, oh, but do we want to do that? Because do you know what? There might be out of a hundred people, maybe ten people that want it with a cut out, but there might be ninety people that would want it with it covered over. Like that's that's mm. the difference. It's like you're not always going to please everybody, and that is why it's difficult as well. Like you're not going to keep everybody happy, but we can try and provide as much and tick as many boxes as we possibly can, and give plenty of like options. Like sometimes we'll have a collection drop. Like in January, we did a workwear collection, which was very dark. There was a lot of black and like just monochrome print, and I was just like, oh, I hope people don't think like, oh, you just dressed and is all in black I'm just like because February like literally four weeks later we've got pinks and we've got like we've got colour coming back in and it's just sometimes it needs to be spread over the drops but mm. it's like we're always trying and like what we don't have in one will be coming in the next one kind of thing like it's that much forward planning goes into it love that yeah. you mentioned about like the cutouts and things I wanted to know what your biggest pet peeve was when it comes to like plus size fashion oh <sighs> it's probably more like I mean the cutout things like I just it really does irritate life out yeah. of us like there was a gorgeous Topshop dress that I tried last year it was like an ombre one and it was green it was oh my god it was beautiful I saw that and then yeah just, you look great in that yeah why yeah. why mm. that drop that got returned because of that and like so many people didn't even realise that the the cutout bits were there and I'm just like because that's how much of an impact they make like they're so pointless just fucking put the material back in <laughs> Oh, same God. with the cold shoulder tops like I just mm. I would like my shoulders to be covered thank you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like I just I just don't understand it it's like the prints and stuff like the butterfly prints like over it over it it's so annoying because now if anything I see butterflies on anything any homeware stuff mm-hmm. like kitchen shit I'm like I now physically cannot do it anymore a trauma it's tra- like past butterfly trauma it is and if one comes flying towards us in the street I'm like <laughs> stay away don't oh touch my God. me <laughs> so was there like any negativity surrounding the launch or was it just like really well received no nah, there was no like negative as far as I know like well nobody told us it was all really positive and, and again because I surround myself in that positive bubble yeah it was really nice yeah and what about in general like do you have to deal with like a lot of trolling or have you found that it's like getting easier I just totally put my blinkers on because I, I don't go looking for it like I don't because I, I wouldn't do good reading bad stuff because I'm very sensitive and would take everything to heart and it then affects you and it and knowing that like you know things are out there and people do say horrible things and stuff like it, it does affect the way that you present yourself and things that I do say like I'll I'll re-record so many stories so I'm just like oh no because someone will think this about us or someone will say that about us and it changes the how much you give of yourself like I still give everything and like there's no like I will talk about anything and everything but there is still that little horrible uncomfortable feeling of like oh I wonder I would like I wonder what people are saying like and I just but I like I, I just try and push it to the back of my head and not think about it because if it was there in front of me face all the time, like I, I don't feel like I could, I, I couldn't do it. I'd like I literally couldn't do it because it's it's devastating. Because I know you you had like horrible stuff because you're like TV famous and like it's, I think it's harder to get away from then as well, isn't it? Like yeah, I definitely had my fair share of it. I think at the beginning, I think less so much now. Like and I've put like certain controls on so that certain mm-hmm. words are like blocked and banned and stuff. And like generally, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it is a really 
lovely happy safe space like get the odd troll I did look at some stuff on a website once and like you I was like never again because I was literally for a week I was like I don't want to do this anymore I questioned Mm -hmm. everything that I was putting out and then you're not yourself and and I realized actually like those people that are criticizing you like they bought they didn't really but there's like a metaphor of like someone said to me like they bought tickets to see the show like they're not they're not and they're never going to be the ones actually on the stage like they're not putting themselves out there like to be yeah. vulnerable and to be judged and stuff. So yeah. basically they can just get in a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't walk up to somebody in the street and be like, you're a fucking piece of shit, would you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, yeah. It's, it's a horrible thing because it shouldn't be, but it, it just kind of comes with the territory of putting yourself out there you do get judged but then you get the loveliness and the impact that you're having is incredible so I'm not saying it outweighs it or should outweigh it but like there's so many positives and living your life unapologetically as you said Jess is amazing and I think the more people that do that then the more people that do that do you know what I mean you're going to influence other people to do that and that's the best yeah Yeah. that's what I want to see that's why I fell in love with you in the first place and I think (laughs) I think you're brilliant and I'm so happy we finally got you on the podcast you were so so requested we got so many messages isn't it every time that we put out who do you want to see your number freaking (laughs) one hun oh thank you thanks honestly I'm so fucking boring (laughs) you are not boring do not put yourself down you're not boring you're how would you say it in Geordie language you're a great crack is that, is that right you're a great, I mean I would take that as like you're a great crack like you've got a great like crack of your ass or something I mean, you, no it's you like you've got you, you've, oh, got, you've good got good crack, crack. Yeah, yeah yeah you're a great crack like what ass crack or on that note thank you so much Jess you've been amazing <laughs> we've loved every minute of that oh thank you so much it's been so lovely talking to you and well done for everything that you are doing on here as well because this is like such a lovely like safe space and the stuff that you are talking about and everything like it does make a huge difference so well done for for doing your amazing podcast as well oh thank you so much Finding inclusive fitness spaces and a type of movement that makes you feel good is so difficult and we're taught that exercise is about punishing yourself or pushing yourself to the limit or competing with everybody or it's about changing or reducing the size of your body but it shouldn't be this way and this is why we're really excited to be working with the virtual yoga studio to bring you inclusive affordable yoga that you can do wherever and whenever you want. So yoga is something that's always really intrigued me um, because it seems really chill, which I love. And I love the fact that it's like a mix of movement and meditation. But I have to say, I've always been a bit put off because I don't know, I just feel like I've sort of be judged, maybe a bit uncomfortable for going to a class. Also, not going to lie, I sort of also worry about letting rip a little bit with all the moves. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway... (laughs) It's a thing, though. It's a real thing. They say it all the time, don't they? So if you're interested in trying out yoga that is really inclusive and with none of that kind of judgment or worry, the Virtual Yoga Studio could be perfect for you. It's run by a really lovely woman called Christina, who we chatted to last week, and they run daily 30-minute classes, including yin yoga every Sunday, where you basically just lie in each pose for five minutes and relax. Plus, there's a weekly 60-minute class. That all sounds really good. And that's how I also want to start my Sunday. I love this. Uh, They have also got an exercise library and that can help you improve your form and technique and a meditation and breathing section to help calm your mind so that's like the best of both worlds in my Mm. eyes it's all about going at your own pace and spending time with yourself and I really love their motto which is we aren't here to show off we're
we're here to make you feel better. Oh, I love that. So if you want to try the virtual yoga studio for yourself, you can head to virtualyogastudio.com forward slash love. That's virtualyogastudio.com forward slash L-O-V-E. And for £15, you'll get three months of access to daily classes that can be done at your own pace and from wherever you want. Right. I don't know about you, but I loved when we did that segment, Am I the Asshole?" a few weeks ago. I loved it. So I asked our producer Fionn to get a few more for us to react to. And I actually haven't seen these yet. So this is going to be a surprise for both of us. I'm very excited. Are you ready? I'm so, so unbelievably ready. (laughs) I've just like speed read the first one. I'm already trying not to laugh. Okay. I'm buzzing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, the internet is wild. Um, am I the arsehole for prioritizing my parrot over my stepdaughter's wedding? <coughs> I'll elaborate. Okay. <laughs> I'm the owner of a wonderful rescued macaw. She's a wonderful bird. <laughs> Why does that sound wrong? <laughs> She's a lovely bird. <laughs> She's a wonderful bird, but has a lot of issues due to an abusive former home. Sad. I've had her for three years and since then haven't taken any vacations or trips away as it would be too disruptive for her. She distrusts everyone and is very reliant on her routine. I love her deeply and I'm happy to make sacrifices for her. They are permanent toddlers and very intelligent birds. My stepdaughter is getting married in March and naturally there's a lot of preparation involved. They're wanting a huge traditional wedding and she is stressed out of her mind. They live out of state and she invited me recently to come visit her for a week to help make wedding plans and spend time with her two-year-old. I declined and she insisted to know why, acting very hurt. And I explained, the parrot. (laughs) Well, it all went downhill from there. She caused a massive fuss with her dad, saying she never got a mother figure and I never accepted her as my full blood daughter. And this is the ultimate snub for a silly animal. But I don't see why I should be expected to take holiday time off work to babysit and bond all of a sudden. And I don't see how I'm a monster for this. Am I the asshole here? There's a lot to unpack. There's a family trauma there that we're blaming on this poor <laughs> parrot. parrot. The poor lovely bird is just trying to live their best life and getting blamed all the family trauma. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't. I don't have pets, Laura, so I don't know if I'm well equipped to answer this question because I think she is an asshole. Oh, do you? Yeah. I can, so I can I can see both sides, right? So if I was the daughter and I was stressed out of my mind, had a two-year-old, big wedding, I'd be like, I need some help. But also, as a pet owner, they, they are your world. Like, they are. And I spent most of the holiday missing Buddy and talking about how much I love and miss him, even though he does <laughs> he annoy did. me on a daily basis. So I get it. But also, this might be slightly controversial, but, you know, like, it wasn't her decision for her to get married, was it? Like, the wedding is her choice, so... no. Uh, it's the bond in air quotes for me. Of, yeah, oh yeah. That, I mean, that's a, there quite be passive aggressive, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm basically thinking that everyone in this situation, minus the parrot, is an arsehole. That is my conclusion. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you ready for another one? Always. Am I the arsehole for wanting to be paid for babysitting my own daughter? Yes. Uh, No, we'll get into it first. Okay. My wife really likes watching scary movies, but I've never enjoyed them. I get too scared and end up having a bad time. So I prefer to avoid them. She has always had a hard time finding people that have this niche interest. And that's why it was such a big deal when we met our neighbor, Walter. 
<laughs> this is so made up. Anyway, we found out that he also shares this tendency. Yeah, but he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. They very quickly started to make plans to watch movies together. I was invited to be a part of this, but I refused. I prefer to just stay at home babysitting our daughter and Walter's daughter. This is a man. Mm. Yes, you're the arsehole. Full stop. You're babysitting <laughs> your child. Absolutely. I'm on fuming. I'm fuming. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually started doing stuff outside of watching movies. Oh, hello. Like going out for dinner. Uh, mm. Walter invited all of us, including the kids, to go with him to a restaurant that a friend of his owned. But I said no because it was too expensive. This has become a regular thing. And in a way, it is a good deal for me because Walter pays for my wife's dinner and she can't complain anymore about me not taking her to fancy restaurants. I hate this man. As their movie and dinner nights have become so common, I've grown a little tired of the burden of constantly babysitting the girls. Walter agrees that it was too much of a load for me and offered to start paying me a standard babysitter fee each time he goes out with my wife. I thought that was a fair approach to the issue, but my wife was fully against it. She says I should not be paid for babysitting my own daughter. Uh, Han, your wife's cheating on you with Walter. Yeah. You've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd sort that out. You are the arsehole. Yes. Is he though? Like, it's not just his daughter though, it's someone else's. And I I hate that when people say, like, oh, you're on babysitting duty. No, that's your child. But he is also looking after the, the other child as well. I think it's really difficult in relationships. Like some people are happy with certain things and some people are not. Like I I am quite a jealous person, right? So I do get really jealous. Matt has one female friend and I love her and I think she's so lovely and I we get on really, really well and we do do things as a four and then he does things with her on his own as well. And I think that's mm. lovely. I think it's so individual, isn't it? Like what you're kind of comfortable with and what you're not but it's that that is i don't know that is there's a lot there again to unpack isn't there he's an asshole <laughs> do you think Why so this is I, I can be i can be so flippant when you're single and you when you're objective and uh, any man that mentions the word babysitting when they talk about their own child whether you've got other children there as well full stop you're an asshole i'm assuming that child can go to somebody else's house uh, there again there's other issues at play here it's like the poor mm. parrot <laughs> I think the being paid thing makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, you should be paid for it. Come on now. Yeah, that I'd say you're yeah. maybe a bit of an arsehole for that. But um, yeah, you're silly goose. I mean, it's unnecessary. It sounds weird, and I don't really want to be involved in you, Jeremy Carla. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, move uh, on. Okay, you ready for the last one? Yes, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. By the way, can I just say that the last time we did this, uh, there was comments under because we put this onto our Instagram. Yeah. Um, and it was of me reading one of them, and there were comments under it responding to me as if I was the person saying it and I think it was the <laughs> bridesmaid one and I think what people think is that we're oh no. we're saying this as if it's us just to really be very clear we're reading these from the internet these are not our situations yeah Laura doesn't have a traumatized parrot no and I don't know and anyone called Walter so it's fine. no me neither babes so you know just to be very clear <laughs> just to be clear okay right last right, one ready, you ready the, yep yep so ready so ready am I the asshole for calling my girlfriend disgusting Yes. And telling her she should be ashamed when she was crying. Yes. I'm a Already, yes. Full stop. I'm a oh, I'm a very angry man. person today, Laura. Snoopy's <laughs> <laughs> having a bad day. Right. Yes. I am a 40-year-old man and my girlfriend is 38. She has a daughter from a previous partner who is 14 and a freshman in high school. I went over yesterday to find my girlfriend crying. She told me she was crying because her daughter is not the popular athlete cheerleader homecoming queen that she was in school. Her daughter marches to the beat of her own drum, which I think is the best anyone can hope for. 
Yes, she's a little bit dorky, but her own mother referred to her as a loser during this crying fit. She's very into anime. Most of her wardrobe is black t-shirts with anime or video game characters on them. She's a happy kid and has a social circle who all have similar interests. It's just not the circle her mum wishes she was in. Here are some quotes from her during this that turn me red. I never would have imagined my daughter would be a dweeb. She needs to grow out of this before college. And my personal favourite, I wouldn't have been caught dead with kids that look like that. I called her disgusting and told her she should be ashamed of herself. I said her daughter is happy and how would she feel to hear her mum crying about her perceived popularity? I told her how lucky she has it that her daughter doesn't deal with a lot of the issues kids these days have. This ends with her being very upset with me because instead of consoling her when she was crying, I called her names. Am I the arsehole? No, I've changed my mind. But what I will say, though, is that having having friends that are parents, sometimes parents do need to have a moan about their children. That's fine. Yeah. But that feels very personal. And also, like, you're putting your issues onto your child. Like, because you were the head head cheerleader once upon a time. Don't be putting your issues onto your child. That doesn't feel nice. I don't like the fact that it seems to be quite appearance focused like yeah. i think like you said like i think parents definitely need to like let off steam about their kid i think there's a way of like dealing with it like maybe he shouldn't i don't think he should have called her like disgusting but i would have, i if that was me i'd have been very disappointed as well and i would have i would have said the exact same thing as, laura's disappointed if you you do not want to disappoint me you do not want to disappoint um <laughs> i think face. that yeah he could have like maybe been a little bit more tactful but i think he had a massive point when he said like you know she's pretty lucky considering like how many she's like, happy and she's got a social circle like if you want to have a mind about your kid be like oh they're really annoying me today that's cool beans mm. don't be like what was this i wouldn't be caught dead with a kid like that that's your kid yeah that's really <laughs> mean so isn't stupid. it stupid yeah. so stupid so in this case and this only case uh, <laughs> of the three no he is not the asshole <laughs> happy to concede fair. that one <laughs> but we got to do them more because they're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> i also love that we like they're so jokey and then we perhaps more than you you, you give a very serious answer back <laughs> like, no <laughs> this is like, like this is why you should be a counselor laura because again it's like very serious and well thought out answers <laughs> to, to these serious yeah she's a lovely bird but she's a bit trauma to the barbara. yeah, yeah just, no. i want that on my grave she's a lovely bird she's a lovely bird but she's gone through some stuff there you go <laughs> hashtag childhood trauma <laughs> we're not laughing about childhood trauma honestly promise no, anyway <laughs> Anyway, this uh, right, we've got to get back onto the script, which is basically saying thank you so much for listening to, <laughs> to this episode. Um, this is really cheering me up, I must say. And if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can email golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And if you want more of us before next episode, you can check out our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community, or on Instagram, we are at Go Love Yourself Pod. You can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad free and early episodes for as little as £1 a week. Last but not least, we still have have a few tickets left for our live show in London this Friday. The link to those will be in the episode description. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. <laughs>